Iowa's Newsworthy Past is a project imagined and curated by me, Kristen Noonan, a newly minted librarian. With help from Rod Library at the University of Northern Iowa, I come through an encyclopedic, handy-dandy, Iowa Historical Newspaper Library Guide to select stories and record myself reading them out loud all in my basement. The music you're listening to right now is by Iowa City's Blake Shaw, and the music you're about to notice in the background is by Memphis resident Brendan Lee Spengler. Tune in and out as your time allows, and please enjoy your totally free, no strings attached, last from the past. It's another day, and I'm glad you're here. Welcome to February 3rd on Iowa's Newsworthy Past. Our first stop on this day in history will be in Rock Rapids, Iowa, in the County Reporter newspaper on February 3rd, 1898. I'm your host, Kristen Noonan. It's a pleasure to be your guide today. Let's roll! Conflict of Doctors. The first contest ends in victory for the osteopath. There has been considerable excitement in our city for the past few weeks owing to the arrival of a couple of osteopaths, first on account of cures reported to have been effected and second on account of the claim by some that they are practicing an open violation of the law. This excitement was brought to fever heat last week by the arrest, trial, and acquittal of these gentlemen a short account of which appeared in last week's reporter. A large number of our citizens are thoroughly aroused over what they deem an unjust attempt to drive the osteopaths from our city, and owing to the interest displayed in the matter and the various opinions afloat as to the manner of treatment given, some thinking it faith, cure, massage, etc., we have thought best to call upon the doctors and make some inquiries. Both Drs. Gilmore and Craig are obliging gentlemen, and in answer to our request, said, We shall certainly be pleased to give you or anyone who wishes to candidly investigate our science all the aid we can, though in the limits of the space you could allow us, we should have to give very briefly and incompletely some of the broader principles upon which the science is based. You may interview any or all of our patients as to the actual results accomplished. After assuring the doctors that we had already conversed with a number of their patients, many of them the most intelligent in our town, we asked the meaning of the word osteopathy. Osteopathy as used by the osteopath does not mean bone disease, as the strictly etymological definition of the word would indicate. For while the idea of the word originated from the partial displacement of bones so often causing disease by pressure upon nerves, vessels, or other important parts, it is in reality only a temporary and imperfect word to be used to distinguish this from other methods until it shall have supplanted the latter. The word osteopath or osteopathist shall then be succeeded by the word physician which shall then cease to be associated 
with psychic and poisonous drugs, but shall go back beyond this perversion to the original thought in physis nature, and the natural science now called osteopathy, shall be the universal method for the healing of disease. What, then, is osteopathy? was asked. Osteopathy is the method and science of treating disease manually by the adjustment of all organs into their proper position, as originated and taught by Dr. A. T. Still of Kirksville, Missouri. Our idea of health and disease is thus seen to differ materially from others. A question as to what was their idea of health and disease elicited this reply. Our first maxim is perfect circulation, perfect health. Circulation includes not only that of the blood, but also of lymph, nervous fluid, or impulse, and all other fluids of the body. Disease is caused, on the other hand, by pressure and obstruction to these currents caused by the contraction of muscles, partial or complete dislocation of bones, ligaments, or tendons which are often of so slight an extent as to be overlooked by the closest examination of physicians not skilled in this work. We regard the body as a delicate machine of the finest workmanship, and in order to get the arrangement and position of the parts, we study anatomy as no other school teaches it. We believe that a jeweler, in order to repair a watch, should have a pretty thorough idea of the normal position of the parts. In order to show you that the profession, in general, has no such idea, we will quote from the preface of a book of one of the world's greatest anatomists, Frederick Treves, FRCS. The student of human anatomy has often a nebulous notion that what he is learning will sometime prove of service to him, and may be conscious, also, that the study is a valuable, if somewhat unexciting, mental exercise. Beyond these impressions, he must regard his efforts as concerned merely in the accumulation of a number of hard, unassimable facts. With such sentiments expressed by the leaders, thought, it is any wonder that a new science has arisen which has taken cognizance of the machinery of God's greatest machine, instead of trying to poison the devil that causes disease. Replying to a question as to the origin and propagation of the science of osteopathy, they said, The account of its development would fill a book and, in fact, has filled a book just gotten out by Dr. Still. But briefly, as before stated, it was originated by Dr. A.T. Still and has only been sufficiently developed to merit much attention in the last five or six years since which time its growth has been beyond precedent. An immense institution has been founded at Kirksville, Missouri, with over 500 students, while a like number of patients from all parts of our great country are daily receiving treatment. This institution numbers among its patrons, such as Governor Foraker, Colonel Conger, and many of the first and most intelligent people of our nation. Within the Last year, laws have been passed in four states recognizing the practice, and many more will follow this year, among which we believe the grand old state of Iowa will take the lead. At the request of Drs. Gilmore and Craig, 
we give publication to the following. We certainly feel that we can congratulate ourselves upon the fact that we were fortunate enough to be thrown among such an intelligent, broad-minded, liberal, and strictly up-to-date 19th century people. We desire in this public manner to heartily thank the people for their noble stand for right and justice, and we truly feel that a thorough trial of our treatment will not prove a disappointment to those who come to us. Dr. Gilmore, Dr. Craig. In conversation with Reverend C.P. Leach, pastor of the Christian Church, we were told that the benefits derived from treatment by osteopathy has been of untold value to him. For a long time, he has been a sufferer from stomach trouble, insomnia, lack of circulation, and nervousness, but he now considers himself well on the way to permanent good health and attributes it all to osteopathic treatment. He is very pronouncedly in favor of the new science and would like to see the doctors remain here. L.L. Knight is another of their warm defenders, having received immediate relief at their hands from a lame back which had rendered him helpless. Before being treated by these gentlemen, he was very skeptical and scouted, and scouted the idea that they could relieve him. At the request of friends, however, he placed himself under their care, and in 15 minutes' time he was able to go about his work. These are only a few of numerous cases, but they certainly make one believe that the gentlemen understand their business. We will probably interview more of their patients the coming week and may then give a more extended account of their cures or good results accomplished by them. New Books Received The Public Library received some time since the following economic works. The list includes many of the standard authorities on the several subjects treated in which the people are feeling a deep interest at present. If you will preserve this list, it will assist you in selecting books until our catalogs are completed. A. H. Davison, Chairman Finance and Banking Money and Prices, Schoenhoff, Natural Law of Money, Brow, An Honest Dollar, with a chapter on the Fall of Prices, Professor Andrews, Money and the Mechanism of Exchange, Jevons, The Case Against Bimetallism, Grifflin, International Bimetallism, Walker, Money and Banking, White. Taxation. Taxation in American States and Cities, Professor Ely. Taxation Principles and Methods, CASA. Economic Basis of Protection, Patton. Labor. The Wage Question, Walker. Profit Sharing Between Employee and Employer, Gilman. The Labor Question, Newman, Industrial Evolution of U.S., Wright, Cooperative Savings and Loan Associations, Dexter, The State in Relation to Labor, Jevons, Politics and Economics, American Commonwealth, Bryce, Recent Economic Changes, Wells, Problems of Today, 
Ely, Distribution of Product, Atkinson, The Christian State, Heron, Economics for the People, Bacher, The New Era, Strong, How the Other Half Lives, Riz, American Political Ideas, Fish, Constitutional Studies, Schuler, Socialism, Ely, Institutes of Economics, Andrews, Sociology, Museum, Our Government, Macy, Educational, Self-Culture, Blackie, History of Education, Painter, Philosophy of Education, Rosencrantz, Science of Education, Herbert, Moral Education of Children, Adler, Woman, The Future of Educated Woman, Erickson, Men and Women, Higginson, The Unmarried Woman, Chester, Girls and Women, Chester, Chats with Girls on Self-Culture, Chester. Various Topics Development of Constitutional Liberty, Scott. Evolution of Effort, Kelly. Charity Organizations, Soch. Equality, Bellany. Ethics for Young People, Everett. Emigration and Immigration, Smith. First Principles of Agriculture, Voorhees. Lawyers at Play. For more than a year past, it has been customary for members of the Lyon County Bar to give a banquet and entertainment on the evening of the first day of each term of court. The rule was observed again this week, and the program prepared and carried out is pronounced by those participating as the best yet given by the bar. The banquet was served at Hotel Lion and was prepared and served in a very tasty manner. Covers were laid for 40 guests, the tables being decorated with smilax and pink and white carnations and presenting an inviting appearance. Promptly at 10.30 the dining room was thrown open and for more than an hour those present employed themselves in disposing of the following. Menu, bouillon, raw oysters, olives, celery, salted almonds, hot roast turkey, cranberry sauce, scalloped oysters, cold ham, ox tongue, cold slaw, salmon salad, Saratoga chips, chicken patties, pear glaze, fruit salad, buttered bread sandwiches, tea, coffee, ice cream, lemon sherbet, orange ice, fruit, assorted cake, nuts. After doing ample justice to this elegant spread, D.C. Greenleaf, acting as master of ceremonies, announced that the usual toasts and responses would be dispensed with, but the assembled company would listen to a few words from Honorary George Wakefield. Judge Wakefield spoke for about 15 minutes, and gave quite an interesting account of the earlier history of the bar of this judicial district. 
telling of practitioners of 30 years ago and of the difficulties of holding court in those earlier times. He encouraged the members of the local bar in holding banquets and spoke of the good feeling created by such meetings and of the benefits to be derived from them. After Judge Wakefield closed his remarks, the room was cleared and for nearly an hour the young people, and all were young, enjoyed themselves in dancing, the mandolin club furnishing music throughout the evening. It was one o'clock before the guests took their departure and we voiced the universal opinion when we say that this was the most enjoyable of all the good banquets given by the Lyon County Bar Association. By a unanimous vote, E.C. Roach was chosen to serve as president of the association while honest John Dunlap will act as secretary for the next year. That's it for February 3rd on Iowa's Newsworthy Past. Thanks for tuning in. Hey there, thanks for listening. Hey, if you liked your ride, remember that you can follow me on Instagram at Iowa's Newsworthy Past. If you didn't like your ride, well, maybe you will tomorrow.